Hi, and welcome to another great message from Noosa Church. We pray that you're impacted and inspired by this teaching. For more information and service times, check out our website at noosa.church. Enjoy. Amen. Title of my message today is called Metrics. Metrics. We're all measuring. It's such a measuring kind of time in history. It's such a measuring generation. It's thrust upon us. You know, there's a way, you can tally everything. There's, you know, you can have a watch that just tells you every heartbeat, every calorie kilojoule. Uh, you know what I mean? If, if every slight impression of someone liking a photo of you, you can know the metrics on it. And we're just metrics, we're drunk on metrics, the numbers, the crunching. And yet, I believe God is uh, calling us, I know he's at least challenging me, uh, to reach beyond that and understand where those kind of things sit the data and the drama attached to some of the data and the details. And uh, so if you can't remember metrics, if it's a bit of a weird word, the title of my message today is TMI, too much information. If this year anything starts to stress you out, including people, start dropping all their drama, all their metrics on you, just go TMI, too much information, sorry, you're smarter than me, I can't handle it. So we've got to stop it right there. Because I find that people dump their metrics on you. <laughs> and there's ego so much wrapped into the metrics of things. How The, the numbers, oh, I did this. Well, you know, and, and we lead with our metrics. Well, I just lost five kilos. It used to be this, it used to be this. Oh, well, I took this company. It used to be a two and a half million dollar turnover. And then uh, now, you know, in 18 months, now it's an eight million dollar turnover. And yet we lose so much in a metric because we, that, does, that says very little. Jesus didn't say follow the, the numbers. He said follow, you know, pursue life. As in, I've come to give you more life, life more abundantly. Uh, God, in, back in Deuteronomy, said, I've set before you life and death. And here's a hint, choose life. And so sometimes we get caught in a metric. Oh, you know what? I've lost weight. Yes, but you've hated life and you've lost 20 friends because you're so annoying now. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's so one metric, you can lose a lot of the life attached to things sometimes. And so we've got to keep it in context, some of the metrics, okay? All right. I'm going to, if we can go to Luke 21, please, if the, uh, uh, and I only just got the guys, the scriptures really late, so if there's something to hiccup, it's my fault, not theirs. Luke 21, if we can go that one, 20, uh, Luke 21, 33, 36, how are we tracking you guys? TMI, TMI. And I'm going to wax old King James on you today because something, who knows, when you put the Word of God in your life, then suddenly it springs out at the right time. And I was walking around this week, just kind of minding my own business, and this scripture came out of me, and it didn't come out of a modern trans. It popped out of my spirit out of old King James. This is called padding. Check, guys. So if you, as soon as you get it, pop it up. Otherwise, I'll just roll ahead. And... Um, the beauty of putting a word in your life is then at the right time, it comes out. And who knows, if you don't put the word in, then when you stub your toe, you'll find out what was put in your heart in abundance and something else comes out. So in a moment of pressure this week, the old King James came out and I was grateful for it. And this is what it says. We'll move on. Luke 21, verse 33 to 36 in the old King James says this, Heaven and earth shall pass away, but my words shall not pass away. And take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting 
and drunkenness and cares of this life, and so that day comes upon you unawares. Talking about the day of the Lord. I love that word surfeiting. How good is it? It is. It's fantastic. Lest, take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and the cares of this life. Now, I'm going to help you a little bit, and obviously I needed help too. I've just done a little bit of research, that's why I sound a little bit smarter, but don't worry. But surfeiting means this, excess, an excessive amount, excess or overindulgence in eating or drinking, to bring to a state of surfeit by excess of food or drink, to supply with anything to excess, to satiate, to suffer from the effects of overindulgence in eating or drinking. So suffering the effects of overindulgence. So take heart and take heed to yourselves, lest at any time your hearts are overwhelmed with overindulgence, with too much and drunk and the cares of this life. So at any moment, take, you know, take heed to ourselves if you're overwhelmed in your heart because of too much information. There's just too much going on in life. Take heed in life if you're you know, overcharged with surfeiting. Not surfing, that's all right. But surfeiting, the cares of this life. Take heed for yourselves if your heart is overwhelmed with the cares of this life. Why? And why does he put drunkenness in there? Because we get drunk on the details. If you're bored, perhaps, so I've heard, never done it, but if you're bored, what do you do when you're on the bathroom, in the bathroom? Details, let's find out some more details. Anyone pull out their phone on there? Why? Because you can't even sit alone by yourself for three minutes. Why? Because you're drunk on the details. Three minutes, someone was shocked. TMI, TMI, my wife said. <laughs> you can't be alone by yourself without an extra detail. <laughs> Just scrolling. Why? Because your heart is overcharged with surfeiting. It's overcharged with too many details in life, with the cares of this life. And I want to encourage you today. And I was praying about, you know, goals at the start of the year, and the goals are great, don't get me wrong. But I believe that God's biggest goal for my life is, is not more, it's less. <laughs> when I was praying, I'm like, Lord, what do you want from me? I want, he said, I want, you, I want less. I don't need more details in my life. I need simplicity. <laughs> I need to solve 10 details into one, one you know, and then I can think of one thing. That God doesn't want you more frazzled. This year, he doesn't want another thousand details for you to monitor and manage and maintain. He wants a few broad brush. He wants to batch those things into a few less things so that instead of 1,700 things milling around, busying you, distracting you, maybe you have five or six in your head. Just batch some of those details into a few things. Now, you've all been very polite and kind to me over the, the months and years, but I'm of the biggest I ever have been. Not in my spirit, <laughs> in my circumference. <laughs> and there's so many, I cannot, you know, there's so many, di you know, diets and all that kind of stuff, whatever. And uh, they're all good, don't get me wrong. 
but I can't handle another 17,000 details to work that out. I can't calorie count. So at the start of this year, I was talking with a couple of people and uh, one guy said, oh, I'm like, oh, what should I do? And he said, you know what? Just halve everything. I'm like, that's a diet I, my brain can handle. Just halve everything. I'm eating. I itemize kind of, I was like, yeah, I wake up, I do this, I eat that. Then I smash down one of them. And then within like an hour or two, I hit one of them. And then I do a double of that. You know, this is all food. He's like, okay, okay, okay. Don't worry about calorie counting. Just start by halving everything. And I'm like, fantastic. That is a simple enough diet that my brain can understand without getting drunk on the details without getting so crazy caught up on something on one metric that's going to pull me off and I forget the bigger picture of what God's doing in life. Sometimes you've got to, <laughs> you've got to uh, sometimes just understand, you see the, the droplets of gold that God is, the, the pathway he's giving you in life. You know what I mean? And see that there's a bigger picture at stake. Not to not understand some of these details, but not, the whole point of life is not the details. That's what I'm trying to get to. And so that, that scripture in Luke 21, take heed to yourself, lest if you're, at any time your heart be overcharged with surfeiting and drunkenness and cares of this life, because they'll come as a snare, it says. Too much information, we can't handle it. You know, sometimes, like I said, you've got a goal and I want to hit this early on in the year because you're goal setting and I don't want your goals this year just to be better metrics. I want an extra, you know, zero in my bank account and I want the blood pressure down by five and I want something else by another number and I want this and I want to incre increase my actual friends by 17 and then I want to increase my, my fake online friends by 17,000 and you know I your goal setting this year should not just include metrics because it's not going to help life it's not going to help you follow God. It's not going to help you actually at the end of the year go, oh, thank you, Lord, and increase gratefulness and joy and peace in your heart. And some of these, sometimes the metrics, because you can always find a study or a research to back your opinion. Doesn't mean there's any life in it. Pastor Josh Last week, he said something, and it was, you know, there's the things that there's thoughts that hit you, and then, they, and then they unpack all in once. It's called a revelation of God. He said this, the greatest hindrance or something like this, this was as close as I could write it down in time because it was, it was talking and kept going. Sorry, I'm just saying that in case I misquote you, you know. The greatest hindrance to your walk with Christ is your current definition of success. And that hit me. In my own heart, what, is, what am I defining success and progress and the next and the bigger and the more and this and that and the metrics? And that hit me so hard that the greatest hindrance to my walk with Christ is my current definition of success. Who knows? We can have great intentions, but who knows? Over time, a lot of maybe ourselves, a lot of our friends, life veers off in crazy tangents. And we're like, dude, we used to like... This is not who you are. This was not who you were. <laughs> what has gone on so that life is now a train wreck? They got caught up on a metric. They got caught up on one deed. I want to get rich. I want the, dollar, the metric on my bank account to be bigger. And, it, and it, there's nothing wrong with that. But if it's out of whack with the other actual priorities of life and death and long-term values of, of family and things like that, then suddenly everything else diminishes or dies 
and they achieve one metric. I don't want you to achieve one metric that kills out a lot of others this year. But Christian, you know, it's all, it's all over scripture to look after the numbers. Yeah, it is. I, I totally agree. Like, you know, God's into numbers. I mean, he wrote a book called Numbers, you know. <laughs> He's not just some hippie, you know what I mean, that's all in tie-dyed. Again, if, you, if that's you, that's fantastic. <laughs> but uh, some of the... Uh, used to be the ladies' dresses, now it's the guys' shirts. <laughs> the He's not just a hippie that doesn't care about the numbers. He's written a book called Numbers. He's into it. But he also knows that it's just a part of actual everything else that's going on. I've got some blank looks today, sorry. Am I still preaching in English? You know, Proverbs 27, I'm aware, says this, be diligent to know the state of your flocks and attend to your herds. I get that. Be diligent to know the state of your flocks. If you've got something, then make sure you understand where it's at, not be negligent in your responsibilities. But also, at the same time, there's some bigger things at play, and I think we need to know it. And at the same time, if you are reading broad brush across Scripture, you'd also be aware that uh, you know King David at times, when he wanted to get too much onto the metric and the detail, there were times when he, drew, he, he made a census of the people. I want to know exactly how big... My kingdom is. I need the number of my servants. And he did it out of the will of God and it cost him. See, you're counting too many things beyond what God's telling you to count. And it's costing you. It's costing you your peace. It's costing you actually God's destiny for your life. You're counting too much. Some things have to decrease when Jesus is there. <laughs> John the Baptist, where is it, John? I think 3.30. He's like, I must decrease. He must increase, but I must decrease. It's God's plan for your life this year. Thanks, Christian. So encouraging. I've got to get less. I have to get less in my own life. He's got to get bigger. <laughs> I'm too much of a big deal in my own lunchbox. And who knows, there's no peace in it. You know what I mean? When your ego's too involved, when the metrics are too involved, when you're just trying to hit a goal and you're losing, you're burning, you're hemorrhaging life and joy and peace and, and God's plan and who knows, whatever else, your contribution, your ministry to other people, that's all dying and burning. But you're like, no, but there's a metric that I'm trying to get to and I'm going to achieve because I'm, you know, if you didn't know me, if you knew me a year ago, you don't even know me because my growth game's so strong. Yeah. I mean, mate, I'll cheer you on in your progress, but that's foolishness. <laughs> You know what I mean? Growth, growth game doesn't mean burn everything else and just become some new fake person that you weren't. Sorry. Just a rant, side rant. And David got in trouble because he wanted the, the details to comfort him. You know what? I feel like I'm progressing. I might, you know, at other times God said, do a census of the people. So I'm not saying never count. But do it under God 
And sometimes some of you are checking, whether it's your Instagram likes every five minutes, whether it's your bank account 17 times a day. And right now I'm talking to you, because honestly, because God's telling you to count less. Because you're not counting what's really important. You think you're winning and you're losing. And take this as a hard encouragement today from, you know, that I encourage you to actually count what matters. Count more what matters. Overcounting has been a wrong focus in many areas of our life. Don't be distracted by the drama of the details. You know, Peter, in John 21, it says this, verse 19, Then he spoke, signifying what kind of death he would glorify God. And when he had spoken this, he said to him, Follow me. Then Peter, turning around, saw the disciple who Jesus loved, following, who also had leaned on his breast at supper and said, Lord, Who is the one who betrays you? And Peter, seeing him, said, Jesus, uh, but Lord, what about this man? And Jesus said to him, if I will that he remain till I come, what is that to you? You follow me. Jesus is like, what about this guy? How many metrics, how many years is this guy going to live until he dies? Jesus said, don't worry about him. That's none of your business. You follow me. So often we're more interested in someone, everyone else's metrics. I don't know, I wonder what they bought for that. I heard they'd moved and they don't they? I wonder what they paid for that car, house, da 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 da. That holiday. I heard they went on a holiday. I wonder what they paid for that. I might just go on this website and just check out because I'm trying to work out from someone else. I'm trying to interpret someone else's metric where they are in life. And it's messing up our headspaces. And Jesus is going, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Don't matter if they paid a million bucks for that holiday. You follow me. Even I saw him driving something. What are they going to do? You follow me. Why? What? Just to glorify God? No, for your own sanity. (laughs) This is the thing. When we get drunk on the details, we don't understand what we're breathing. Mary and Martha. There's a scripture about Mary and Martha. And at the end of it, one, one sister's, you know, just with Jesus and, and, and one is trying to work out how to feed everyone, which is fair enough. Again, the details, the drama, the data. But I don't know, is there 67 people coming or 83 or 23? I don't know, because, you know, I've got to order the food and then I've got to cook it and there's got to be time and all this kind of stuff. She's like, yeah, that's important. Like, I don't want to miss out on the chicken drumstick, so that's important. But, but what's really important, it says, in Luke 10, uh, 38, it says, And Jesus answered and said to her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and troubled about many things. Martha, you're troubled about all the metrics, the data, the drama. But one thing is needed, and Mary has chosen that good part which will not be taken away from her. Can I get the band up, please? You know, there's so many rules that we can't keep up with. And I might be able to share a bit more about this as the, the year continues, but 
This morning I was driving around a little back street roundabout and there was a bird, long legs. And I was driving around the roundabout, I thought he's just going to get out of the way. He or she, sorry, assumed gender. And, and instead of flying off, he actually walked in front of my car. He started walking quicker as I was getting closer. And then he actually walked around the roundabout as I got closer and closer as I was bearing down on this wonderful wildlife to gently coax him back into the air. And, and eventually, as we got round and round about and both exited at the same exit, no kidding, it hit me. I'm like, man, bird, why are you following road rules? You're a bird. <laughs> and God spoke to her heart. And he's like, see, exact same thing. There's a whole bunch of rules that you think this, thing, this, this creature has no business following. It's got, it, it, they're not even relevant to his life. He can just, and eventually he did, when the pressure got too close. He just remembered he was a bird and just took off. But he literally walked around that roundabout and exited. And I thought that, that bird could spend his whole life trying to work out all the road rules and obey them. It has nothing to do with the creature that he is. And I want to tell you today that you're trying to obey a bunch of rules and regulations and data and all these kind of checkpoints and run all these metrics and it's messing with your head. It's frying your circuitry and it's not part of the creature that God created you to be. No wonder your hearts have been overcharged. Our hearts have been overcharged with surfeiting. There's too much drama and detail. And who knows that when you start, you you want more and you end up getting drunk on stuff that it's not, not supposed to be part of our life. And today and this year, as you're setting up and, you're doing, and we're all doing about seeking God, going, what's our goals? I wanted to give a nudge into that, that maybe it's not greater metrics. Maybe it's a greater walk with Jesus Christ. Maybe it's a greater walk with the people that God has put in your life. Maybe it's just calm down just a little bit and just check your, whatever it is, entity or your bank account or whatever it is, just... A few less times a day. And if your hearts are charged like that, just remove one metric, even in your business. Just remove it. Not permanently. You do need to check things. You know, you've got to check in with ASIC or whoever it is, or your business partner or your wife or hubby. But you, do you hear what I'm saying? Sometimes you're like, Lord, even coming to him, they're so cluttered with everything. You don't know where to go next. And I'm telling you where to go next. Just remove one metric. Just go, Lord, you are the big thing. You are the main thing. And I seek you today. Can we stand this morning and I'm going to pray for you? And having too, more, too much information is not going to help us this year. But following and pursuing Christ wholeheartedly with. Father God, I thank you so much for, Lord, your love in your people. God, your very breath. God, let that drama and the noise just, just, just dissipate this morning. And your love and your joy that happens. Fullness of joy in your presence, Lord. Like what's happened here this morning, Father, as we just sing in you. Lord, let what's important rise in our hearts, in our minds, and let that other stuff 
the drama of the detail that is not relevant, Lord, let that just dissipate in the light of your glory and in your love. Father, we just, this morning, together, honour you, we love you. And God, I pray for the simplicity and joy of your salvation that just floods our hearts, Lord. And as all of us this, these days just plan and dream and set up for the year, Lord, even some of you are starting to, you know, it's trying to goal set and it was already stressful. And I'm telling you that you've got to switch on your dream machine again with God and let the simplicity of a big godly vision captivate your heart and let him fill in the details as you go. Father, I thank you for your love for your people. Lord, we thank you for Jesus. We acknowledge him as ruler and Lord and leader, Lord. And God, I thank you so much that your people, Lord, we, that the eyes of our understanding hear from you today, that we're overwhelmed with your love and your goodness. Father, with your joy and your fun. Lord, we thank you so much. <laughs> Lord, just your revelation knowledge right now. God, even just each one of us, you're just being reminded of a little detail of something that God's like, you were stressing about it. And that why? Because there is, it's not the answer to find. It's just something to let go of. Father, I thank you by your spirit, you speak to each one of us, God, as we head into the greatest days of our life, the greatest walk of God we've ever had. Lord, that you're more fresh and real and fun and alive and powerful than ever before. Lord, way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper, light in the darkness. Father, we declare it today. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for your overflowing life in our hearts. And God, today, regardless of what's happened today, we give our hearts to you afresh. We honour you with our life, what's left of it, Lord, from this moment on. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We hope you've enjoyed this teaching, that you've been encouraged and challenged. To stay up to date with our latest messages, you can subscribe to our podcast. For more information, resource or service times, please check out our website at noosa.church.